Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Teas and Conversations. I am Blessing and I'm so excited always to sit down with people because it means I am learning from other people but also I love that we get to share experiences and dismantle some myths and misconceptions. There is this sense of overwhelm that tends to grip you when you're about 10, 30 and you're a lady. I don't know how it is for the men, perhaps I'll consider sitting down with men in the next series. But for the whole of September, I'm running a series where I sit down with women who have turned 30 years old to have real conversations and share real experiences. In today's episode, I sit down with a close friend of mine who I've known for a few years from the field of media. Um, she's a mom. I think it's like her greatest responsibility. She loves to say it. But Gina, welcome to Citizen Conversations. Thank you, Blessing. Please introduce yourself. I know you love being a mother, but there's more to this woman here. So, yeah. um, Mrs. Jumba Barunji, Gina, our mother, traveler, lover, everything you can imagine. You're so proud of that. Your graphics design as well. Yes. You made these cups for me. There's this particular cup that everyone seems to love. Like I'm thinking when we make 20 episodes, which is like a complete season, mm-hmm. I'll be giving out some of these cups. So hopefully, Gina, that will be awesome. I disturbed this lady so much, so we have to go looking for these particular cups. Anyway, uh, for all your graphics work, you will contact Gina Barunji going forward. I'll link all her details at the end of this episode. Welcome to the episode. So, you are 30 years old? You're 31? Past 31. You're past 30? Yes. Okay. If you look back at when you were 25, when you were 25, what did you think 30 years would look like? Mm, it didn't cross my mind so hard, but no. then I thought 30, you know, too old, like very many children, and weird, weird things like did you think you would be like married by 30 you would um i don't know if you have your own home but like you have these weird dreams and hopes like by 30 did you have that um partially i can say yes you know because of society and then the people we relate to and then um on the other side not really i thought um let me take one day at a time because when you go by pressures of the society it's too much and we're just taking like for example I'm 25 let me hustle hard have a few things done basics maybe more and then if they don't turn out right you don't pursue so much yeah what are some of the weird things you've had people say about women who are 30 years old and above oh my god um, I've had like they're supposed to be married, they're supposed to have maybe a car, a house, one to three children. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. And you have some of those things, but not necessarily what like society has put on us. Yeah. Let me tell you the pressures. Um, when I was twenty-five, I can't even remember where I was when I was twenty-five, but I was dating, and I was convinced that that the guy I was seeing at the time was. The perfect man. He was the guy. He was the man. Yeah. And then a year later, I'm like, okay, these things are just not working. But like you, you struggle to make the relationship work because you're thinking, oh my god, I'm 25 next year, I'll be 26. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, 30 is so close. So 
you even want to stay for example this is just an example you want to stay in a bad relationship because you're feeling like 30 is so close like if you let go of a relationship once you clock 27 and you're single then suddenly 28 you're still single you're like oh my god i have to be married by that um, i think it's not true yeah people should plan to take one day at a time age is just a number just like is it yes <laughs> is yes. It? yes don't you feel pressured though a little um, the pressure is there of course but then why make bad decisions because of that yeah i think it should be more of let me take one day at a time um everything will fall in place yeah that's the truth mm. yeah right now as you are if you were to tell your 25 year old something what would you tell 25 year old jennifer because 25 years old is about five years or six years back from where we are mm-hmm. yeah I think I'll tell myself um, to hustle more and not, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I'd tell myself to hustle more, expect less, give more, yeah, and then take in still one day at a time. Because I mean, we, we hear so much from people, when I get married, when I have babies, when I do this, when I do that, you get it? Yeah. And yet the truth is, at least if you give it like one, um, a shot of hard work, yeah. it, it, it's just perfect. Yeah. Because at least you have money and you're 30, you can do very many things. Yeah. Then marriage can fall in place, then children will fall in place. Yeah. I've, I've been told, I don't know if you've heard this before, but like if you're a woman um, by 30, like your chances of getting fertile or to have children are like really lazy. Have you had this? Because you have a baby. So I'm wondering if you have ever had this conversation with like your gynecologist or whoever from the reproductive health sector. Yeah, I've read actually about it. But I think we're just supposed to take one day at, at a time. time. Yeah. Yes. Why would I rush to have babies at 25 when I can't take care of them? Yeah. And just in case I'm and I have a baby, one or two, and I can take care of them. That's perfect to me. Mm. Yeah. What are some of the good things you think come with age? The older you grow, you just realize, okay, like the positive to growing. Because I feel like we overattach negativity to growing old. Pressure, unnecessary pressure. So yet, to be honest, like when I look at myself, I'm so proud of where I am right now. True. The experiences, the stories, mm. the heartbreaks, but they have groomed me to be like where I am now. Yeah. There's so much positive about growing older, and I really wish girls would embrace growing older. I think when we turn 30, there are certain things we outgrow. That's what I can say. Like, for example, personally, I love to look good. I love to design things. I love to travel. I love to live. But then. I can't do them because everyone is doing them. I take it like I can afford it, but once I can't afford it, I don't do bad work. When you're 30, decision making is key. Like certain things, you're like, I have a baby. Um, for example, personally, I don't shop for my baby all the time. I shop once in a while after looking at something good. Mm. But then I look at it and I'm like, this will take us four months five months and i'm okay with it 
the planning process. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, if we do this, it will lead us here. It's not like, oh, they're doing this, I have to do it. No. Thirty is more of maturity. That's what I can say. You look at things in a different way and then you appreciate everything the way it is. I think I certainly agree with the the maturity part. Yeah. I realized that up until I was like 27, 28, which is only like three years ago, by the way. Like when you look at me physically, nothing has changed, yeah. right? But upstairs, it's, it's, I don't even know how to say it. There are things I look back and I'm like, I cannot do these things going forward. If, if I cannot just jump onto progi, you get progi. Yeah, I'm using progi because that's what we used to call it. Um, if I want a night out, I just can't do night nights out like that. Not recklessly, not randomly. I my nights out now are so well planned. True. Like I will plan to go out to actually have a good time. True. For reason. Not go out because somebody's some friends of mine are just telling me, Now will you come? It's going to be fun. We're going to meet guys. <laughs> yeah. Like I appreciate my night out. True. I still love going out. So I plan my night out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out maybe for four hours, maybe enjoy music, mm-hmm. just dance. There's a sense of maturity that comes with it. Very true. If I had to tell my 25-year-old self something, I would tell her to listen to my mother. True. Yeah. We have had clashes with our parents growing up, but you see my mom used to say, I have your best interests. When I tell you some of these things, you're going to have a lot of time to do them. I really mean it. You're going to have time to do them. So, But then at 25, I always thought, I want to move out of home. I want to rent for myself. I want to have this sense of individuality. I want to do things my way. You get, But then my mom would tell me, time is going to come. You're going to rent. I don't see why you're in a rush to go out and spend money. <laughs> I think uh, 25 is just a hype. It's a hype. It's a hype. And people follow the hype. It's like a so crossover my, somewhere between. Mm-hmm. It's like you you've grown out of university. You probably have your a job now mm-hmm. at twenty five, and then like it's like, how do I say this? It's like one of your legs is still at university, crossing through, and then the other leg is now testing the the waters of being an adult, like an actual adult. So just there. It's a hype, and I think it's exploring. Yeah. Want to try this, that, that, you're not settled, you don't know what to do. You're like, but if I do it, will it work out? You bang with a guy, you think he's the right person, mm. you, you rent a house, you think, yeah, everything is perfect. Mm. I look at, do you have a 25 year old sibling? No. Or someone in their 20s? Mm, yes, yes, I do. You do. Yeah. Do you ever look at things they do and you're like, I wish you could she or he i wish they could do maybe things differently because you were there you know how things were what are some of those things uh for example sometimes a brother calls and they want money and then maybe that time you don't have the money and i tell them um let me see how that goes so they keep bugging you like you know and i think that's what we used to do not knowing how money how we get the money how we hustle to have the money but then I'm like, I wish he's this high, so he gets to know it's real hustle to have money. And then I think sometimes I wish he can plan the things he's going to do. But then I 
stage of life now? Do you think you respect money more now? Of course. <laughs> of course I do, of course. Like you have this newly found respect for oh, money. Oh, yes. Because you know how it feels to make money, to actually oh. wake up every day to look for money. Yes, I do. Oh yes. My if it's a percentage, I can say it's like 500%. <laughs> you, you respect your money. Of course. Then there's that part about travel. I know you love to travel and your husband is you guys her husband is a photographer he's really good at it and your husband takes some photos of you sometimes i think when you guys travel together but then other times you travel like with your girls i've wanted to know how do you deliberate with your husband to tell him and convince him you're traveling with your girls you're going out of town and mm-hmm. he's okay with that i think it starts from from the beginning you build trust So when we are planning a trip, I always tell him from the beginning, you know what, we are going to Hawaii. He has it in his mind already. Then along the way, as we are planning, I tell him, you know what, now we are like five girls. Then he will ask me, who's driving you, how safe are you, where are you sleeping, what are you, what are you going to do? So he's literally involved in, in my trip, but outside. So he will tell me, how long are you staying, do you have enough money, if I don't, he will definitely give me some of his money then once we get there he will ask did you live safely is everything well so it's about trust yeah yeah he will let me go anywhere as long as i tell him it's about communication and trust Mm. yeah it's really nice do you think you communicate the same way you used to communicate say five years ago if you're in a relationship back then, I don't know how long you've been with your husband. I just know you guys are married. <laughs> <laughs> we've been together five years, now coming to six. Nice. Okay, so you were 25 when you guys first met. Yeah. Do you think you communicate the same way? Do, do you remember ever like throwing tantrums when you're like 25, 26 years? Uh, um, no, I You've always been like that? Oh, man. Um, it's nice. It's because he was so straight. He was like, I like this. So there was no need of throwing tantrums. He would be like, you're smart. You look good, thank you. Don't you look good? Because <laughs> in your face. Yeah, but naturally. Yeah. Though right now, actually, we communicate more. Yeah. Even when I leave him home, I'll still call him when I'm in town to tell him I arrived safely, I had lunch, how is the baby, mm-hmm. if he stayed with the baby. So we communicate more. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We have a healthy relationship, I think. Do you have, we're going to go to something different, but do you have any regrets from when you were younger? Yes. Are those things you think you can share? Um, kind of, I can, I think one. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I think if I were younger, I wouldn't maybe have dated, maybe I wouldn't have dated like, I don't know. <laughs> Frogs, you people in this. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. 
Okay, so one last thing that I want to say about Gringo that I've come to appreciate. It's a very silly thing, but you and I have, have cut our hair before mm-hmm. and even like bleach did you bleach your hair? I bleached yeah, yeah, mine. You bleached yours as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So some of these things like I remember when I was younger my mom would even not even my mom, guys. Like society had things to say about girls who bleach their mm-hmm. hair. Did you hear that stuff? Like the same way they lump girls who wear anklets, mm-hmm. um, who have like so many piercings yes. on their on their ear, girls with tattoos, and she ha- J- Jenna has a tattoo. Jenna has, do, all, those things. Jenna, Jenna has all those things. Jenna has all those things that <laughs> that they used to call rebellious. Mm-hmm. But what I've come to appreciate about growing older is the fact that if I went to bleach my hair in saloon, it's because I wanted it. I woke up one day, I'm like. This is just hair. I could experiment. Let me go bleach my hair. Like I don't have to have hidden things behind it. When you're younger, you're like, hey, mom, you care so much. Mom will not like it. Hey, my mom still didn't like it. But again, because I'm older, she's like, you know what? You're older. You make the decisions yourself. I don't like. I still don't like it. But who am I to say? It's okay. You you you've grown. Okay. You're still listening to Teas and Conversations and I appreciate that you're still here with us and if you're able to watch this on YouTube then thank you for watching. I am seated with Gina Varunji. Gina is um, a graphics designer. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's a travel fan. She's a lover. She's so many things. And Gina made my cups for this podcast. Sips tea. People have ended up falling in love with my cups. People have seen my artwork are like, oh my God, we love those cups. But remember like, when I told Gina I have this idea for the podcast, it's going to be about teas and conversations. So we bounced ideas back and forth. We're like, okay, the shapes of the cup, the colors of the cups, the font that we should put in the cups. Like you were really so helpful. And finally, we agreed upon something and you did most of the footwork to go look for these cups to finally bring them to life. And I love the product. I think you're really excellent at what you do. I'm giving you your flowers while you can still smell them. Oh, thank you so much. And I want you to know that I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Okay, so we are going to go into a very intimate discussion. Um, Are you ready? Do you still want to have this discussion? Yes. You know you can always back out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so a few months ago, Gina and I were talking about having babies and the depression that comes with it. Now, most women go through postpartum depression, which is um, once you've had a baby, there are so many things that happen. There are body changes, you gain weight, you lose weight, you eat, you, etc. I am no mother, I have no baby, but Gina has the information. But there's also another kind of depression that comes, depression, anxiety, the pressures that come when you have just had a baby and you planned for your second or next baby and you're like, I'm going to have my other baby in three years. And then suddenly, within two years, you fall pregnant. There is a certain depression that comes with that. That's what we're going to talk about. You have your own experience. She's not pregnant. No, <laughs> it didn't happen. But we have a story. But I also have a friend who went through the same. But you're fast. Yeah. yeah. First of all, postpartum depression. Just tell us a little bit about it. Um, I can say that depression is reasons you have the baby you don't know what to do you don't know what to expect you're new mother things are new everything actually is new so you keep thinking to yourself 
bring the right thing. Like so many questions come up to you and then you sit down and somehow, if you don't have a supportive husband, you end up isolating yourself and all the time you keep thinking about the same things. But remember you're asking yourself and you don't have answers. So it keeps on hitting you hard every day. You're like, am I being a good mother? Am I doing the right job? You don't have an answer. So you sit back and the next day you do the same thing, same thing, same thing. But sometimes if you have a supportive husband, you open up and, and maybe he will tell you, baby, I'm here. You know that's enough. Baby, we shall do this. Oh, my dear, let me help with this. Mm. Let me help you with a baby. Because sometimes if you give birth and you don't have anyone to help, it's still something else. It's mm. stress, it's depression, it's everything added you can imagine. But if you, if you have a supportive team, everything I can say moves on well. Because I mean, if the baby cries, someone will come and help you. If you're not feeling well, someone will come and grab your back. And, and I mean, if you have such people, you are happy, I yeah. can say, you can be happy. And I mean, babies grow so fast, yeah. certain things you never know. You just wake up and he's crawling and you're like, oh my God, oh, just the other day I was carrying my child, now they're crawling away from me. Yeah. yeah. So I think the whole thing about giving birth and parenting a child, you need a supportive team, but mostly your husband. He has to stand with you. Hmm, so then I can imagine like the trouble that single women or women who have been abandoned by their partners once they are pregnant go through. Like that's pain unimaginable, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they never come out to talk about it. Like I can just imagine. Okay, I imagine it. I don't know. So, Gina. Um, did you say yours was smooth sailing? Um, not really. Okay, I can say if it's like percentage, I can say 90% is okay. Oh, nice. And then the other 10% is the other bit of, am I doing the right thing? Am I grooming him well? Am, am I not shouting at him? You know? Did you have people helping you to parent? Like, okay, not not helping per se, but you know people who say, oh my God, you're raising your child the wrong way. You're not supposed to be giving your child food at six months. Did you, <laughs> did you have those? Yeah, I had them. And then, you know, sometimes it's about listening to yourself. You, you're like, I'm a mother. I'm doing the best thing for my baby. And that's it. Because once you listen to everything, I mean, you're going to break, you'll yeah. cry, you'll do this, but then at the end of the day, you have to be a mother to, to your baby. Yeah. And I mean, all mothers do their best for their babies. However much, maybe some are not working or what, but still the small things they provide are just perfect for yeah. their baby. Okay. Gina and I are talking about planned pregnancies, unplanned ones, birth control, the craziness of the madness that comes with being pregnant <laughs> and after it's the it's the before and the after people never think of you see when you see photos on instagram where like women um doing like their bump shots they are so cool when you see women with their babies you're like oh my goodness baby goals mom goals yeah like we really admire these things women make these things look so good and so, like, and so easy and we're so excited about it but 
when you talk to these actual women, you realize there is more. <laughs> there is more to this craziness that is motherhood than just those beautiful, flawless shots. So, off off the record, you and I were talking about how important it is to actually plan a pregnancy or plan to have a baby and the steps you can take besides the financial planning mm -hmm. it's also important you say that you have at least consultancies and consultations with like your guy mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think when you're planning conceive it's better to always go to a guy they advise but personally i had a guy i went to him he advised me to take folic for 30 days before conceiving he advised that, you know, now you're a girl, you're becoming a mother, and then once the baby comes in, just imagine it's something foreign. So he needs a conducive environment where he'll grow so well, where he'll form so well, where everything will be so perfect. And I always, you know, when, when you're planning to conceive or when you're pregnant, you read a lot about being a mom, being pregnant, risks what to eat, what not to eat. So I do want to have any mistakes which I could avoid. Yeah, and I took tabs and damn. Okay. <laughs> Just imagine taking tabs for thirty days mm. every day. Yeah. But the whole thing is it's more of like like sacrifice. You're like, yeah, I'm preparing for someone I don't know, but I want them to be perfect. Mm. But of course pray about it as well. Yeah. You can't say my daughter said this so it will be perfect. Mm -hmm. We are not God. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Is that rain? It wow. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, it's raining outside. So but I don't think it's going to affect our sound. Anyway, so now you have you have done that, you've prepared, you've planned. Baby comes. We've already looked at like the madness that surrounds having a baby. But the process of having a baby, how is that? like mentally physically emotionally um, mentally i can say it affects you kind of because you keep thinking how will this person look like so mentally you keep imagining how will this baby look like how will he be how will he behave how will he be so very many things and then emotionally you're attached i can say so attached maybe uh, financially, of course, it has to be a team. <laughs> Mom and dad, you, you talk about it. Why will you give birth which hospital? How are you going to shop? When are you shopping? So things like that. It's more of like a team. Which team has two people? Mm. Which two people have to be there for each other? Mm. Would you would you encourage or advise for partners to who have decided that they want to have a baby? Mm -hmm. Would you advise them to set up like a bank account, like a savings account, particularly for that? Um, or should people just fall into things? <laughs> I think if they can, if if their salaries or their money allows them to, it's actually perfect. But if they can't, sometimes it's better to plan. You okay, save. Yeah. Within a certain period of time, for example, they always advise us to start shopping like when you're four five months. I mean, four five months is okay. Mm. 
then someone will get up to nine months without anything. And you're like, where have they been all this time? And remember, this is someone new you're, you're taking home. Mm. Someone new, you, you will not give your baby your t-shirt. Or that t-shirt. <laughs> your TMTN shirt. <laughs> yeah. You need, you need to make them so comfortable. Yeah, right. Because they're like new angels in your house. Oh, yeah. Yes. And if lockdown is anything to go by, or if it has taught us any lessons, it's about like planning. True. Right now, I don't see how I would say I'm ready to have a baby and I don't first set aside money to at least kickstart me on that journey. Because when my sister was pregnant, I remember we found out, <laughs> we went to find out like the cost of, of, of birth, mm-hmm. of delivery, and we're being told if it's a natural birth, it's about two million. If it's going to be C-section or surgical, it's about four million. It's like, yeah. of course, different hospitals have varying prices, yeah. but where we were going, luckily, see God, God brought in an element of insurance, and just before my sister gave birth, she was put on insurance, medical insurance, which covered her, you know, childbirth. But like you really, even her, she had started thinking about it. She had not planned for it, not like that. But during the process, you know, from four months onwards, she had already started thinking, okay, at least my baby should be comfortable for the first one year. Of their arrival. Sure. Then after one year, we will start figuring things out as we go. Yeah, so I think it's important for people to do that. Yeah, and it's very, very embarrassing. For example, for me to be pregnant, carry my baby, and then at the end, I get to hospital and I call, for example, blessing. Blessing, I'm at hospital stranded. The hospital bill is this much. It's so embarrassing, and I think that's why we need. Especially for something that's like a baby which you can plan for. True. Yeah, it's not like you just work. I mean, people have just woken up and gotten pregnant. You know what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about real, we're talking about partners sitting and agreeing that mm-hmm. it's time for us to have a baby. Other conditions are different. And obviously, we're not talking about the traumatizing experiences that women have had to endure where they're pregnant without their consent. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, I had to put that out. Yeah. So that we're on the same page. So as we wrap up, um, you got a scare where you thought you were pregnant before you could want to be pregnant. After you had your baby, you had planned to space your children in a particular way and then one day you wake up and you have a scare that you're pregnant before that time. Oh my God. It was like going to hell on foot. That's what I can say. I went to that doctor. And then actually, I woke up one Sunday, and then I was throwing up. Out of the blue, like everything was wrong. So my mother anyway tells me to go see my guy. So I go to him. This guy does all the tests and everything, and he calls me. When he called me, first thing he threw into my ear was my favorite. Oh, I almost collapsed. Like I can't even feel it. I like. almost collapsed. I was like, oh my god, I kept on imagining. I'm like, God, tell me it's wrong. Okay, I'm married. Uh, I wouldn't say it's wrong. But then I planned to have my second baby. Okay, I was planning to have my second baby after two years. So this guy, I kept telling this guy, tell me you're joking. He's like, no, you are. And he insisted. Making a lot 
food poisoning. Uh, I, I felt like crying. You're relieved, but you're also like angry. I, I know. <laughs> I saw relieved. I was like, oh, I was like, you're going to kill me. You should have told me from the beginning I got food poisoning yeah. once you're pregnant. Yeah. So I stood up and walked home. And of course, I know what I do when I get food poisoning. It's more drinking, drinking till everything is out. But it's, I think it's so traumatizing to have a baby when you don't expect a baby. So in moments like those, I can understand why you would be tortured because you did not plan for that baby. But also I can understand because you have had a baby before, so you understand the hassle hassle of having a child. Now, let alone one you you don't even want to have. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Okay. So what what would be the worst case scenario if you were actually pregnant, hypothetically speaking? I think um, okay, the things that I've learned with certain situations, yeah. I would accept it, take it in, then carry on the bank because I wouldn't imagine myself carrying it in the bank. I wanted to ask you about that because a friend of mine. Um, had planned out her, you know, her children quite well. She's now a mother of three. But her second child, she had wanted to have her second child four years later, after her first. And she was on birth control. So I think two years in, um, two years in, she got pregnant. But she didn't know until she was at least three months pregnant. Now, I've had some women say, how can you be pregnant and at the same time you go in, you're going to your period? So when I met some research, I was told that's never, it's not a period. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're bleeding and you're pregnant, it's called implantation bleeding. Basically, your uterus is preparing mm-hmm. for the arrival of a baby. So this friend of mine got so anxious, she got so stressed, she was traumatized because she had had C-section with her first mm-hmm. baby. She was experiencing all this. It's like this emotional turmoil where you, you, you already know what you've been through. There is a reason why you set out and said, I will have another child in four years. And then birth control fails you, which I hope one day I get to talk to someone about birth control and why it ends up like failing women like that. But anyway, she did consider terminating the pregnancy. But against her husband's not not wishes because they sat together and you know the husband cancelled her i'll be there for you we will do it we'll go through it if your body can learn to handle it if your mind can learn to handle it i promise you me i'm going to do what i'm going to be there that's the team that's the team perfect team (laughs) beautiful we will we will see counseling we will see doctors basically the husband really had to play the role of being husband anyway fast forward she had her baby C-section again, very painful, you know, process. Even the process after the healing process was really tough on her. But you know, she's a proud mom. She loves her child, of course. But she will plainly tell you, having a baby that you've not planned for when you've already had one is really one of the hardest things, and it can depress you because she was depressed for I think three months. Yeah, the three months that followed um, after her realization that she was pregnant were like the toughest one and then the last month where she had to go into labor of course because that's never (laughs) an easy moment but yeah so 
Gina, as we wrap up, what would you say? Um, our discussion has been, you know, about growing old, um, appreciating maturity, which comes with better decisions as we grow older, mm-hmm. including respecting money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but also uh, the other responsibilities that come with age. If you're a woman, if you're 30, you're already thinking, I want to have a fa- if you want to have a family, you're already mm-hmm. thinking it. What would be your closing remarks on our discussion? Um, I think, okay, in general, we need to plan. People should know when to do things. Don't do things because everyone is doing them. Don't be rushed because someone got married. Don't. I insist, don't. Try avoiding regretting about certain things, things you didn't do, things that didn't go well. And then just look up to tomorrow and you're like, tomorrow I'll make it better, tomorrow I'll do this better, tomorrow I'll be a better mom. Okay. Um, I would personally like to say that um, I'm living proof that you can be 30 um, <laughs> and unbothered and unmarried and it's okay if you haven't met the right person. That's precisely what Gina is saying. Yes. Take your time with it. Just because you're 30 and all your friends have been married at 29, you know, just before they hit 30, doesn't mean that that's the same journey for you. It's okay to be 30 and unmarried. It's okay to be 30 and married. Without it's a, babies. It's okay to be 30 without a baby. Mm-hmm. If the baby comes, that's perfect, good for you. But like, just do not live your life by this whole, th- oh my god, I am 30. Oh my god, all my friends are married by 30. <laughs> you are going to end up making mistakes that, w- that you will probably regret for the rest of your life. 30 is a beautiful age to be. <laughs> I'm excited about it. But I love that there are women who are 30, 30 plus, who are like, just there's this beauty about being friends with the circle and just learning from each other and sharing experiences. And then I think when you're 30, please keep looking good. Like oh you're God, 20, yes. like you're 25. Keep looking good. Oh my God, yes. Wear well, well, a sexy nighty to bed. Not that empty and shirt. Oh, please, Rotary no. cancer no. run. <laughs> wear the little dress, wear the nice clothes, wear the boots, yeah. wear everything nice, look yeah. good, do your nails, do everything. Just be. Yeah. But now again, just because you have the guy, you're married, you're 30, it doesn't mean drop everything like you were doing to look good or, you know, to, to be yourself. Just. Like when I tell people I'm like thirty, they're like, "You girl, you look twenty-five. I look twenty-six. I'm like, hmm, I could get used to that, but I'm thirty. I know. <laughs> Gigi, thank you for coming. Do you have something else to say? So we are coming to the end of this episode, and God, to be honest, to God, I have enjoyed sitting down with Gina. Like the things we were talking about, and it felt like I was getting to know her for the first time. So. Before we go, I have a parting quote, as is the culture here. And today's quote goes, At 30, you finally start to catch up to those dreams that you've been chasing for the last 10 plus years. The quote is by Bonidette Lance. Goes on to break it down that at 30, you start to turn your dreams into plans and stop caring about what other people think. Hopefully you guys learned something from Gina. This series will be going all the way until the end of September. Watch out for who we'll be sitting with next Wednesday for now. Bye-bye.
bye